0: Bhagavan Bhavasya भवस्य Priyasya Sakyo Shana Sangamena Priyasya Sakyo Shana Bhavasya VAYAM, WE, TU, THEN, SAKSHAT, DIRECTLY, BHAGAVAN, O LORD, BHAVASYA, OF LORD SHIVA, PRIYASYA, VERY DEAR, Sakyuhu YOUR FRIEND, KSHANA, FOR A MOMENT, SANGAMENA, BY ASSOCIATION, Sudhus Chikitsyasya Very difficult to cure. Bhavasya Of material existence. Mrityo Of death. Bhishaktamam The most expert physician. Tva You Adya Today Gatim Destination Gata have achieved small. Certainly. <coughs> Translation and work out by Bayasdavangara Saisva Vidanda Swami Shla Prabhupada. Translation, dear Lord, by virtue of a moment's association with Lord Shiva, who is very dear to you and who is most who's your most intimate friend, we were fortunate to attain you. You are the most expert physician capable of treating the incurable disease of material existence. On account of our great fortune, we have been able to take shelter at your Lord's feet. Purport. Please repeat. Dear Lord, by virtue of a moment's association with Lord Shiva, who is very dear to you, and who is your most intimate friend, we were fortunate to attain you. You are the most expert physician capable of treating the incurable disease of material existence. On account of our great fortune, we have been able to take shelter at your lord's feet. It has been said Harim Vinanam mritim Taranti Without taking shelter of the lotus feet of the Personality of Godhead, one cannot attain relief from the clutches of Maya, the repetition of birth, old age, disease and death. The Prachetas receive the shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead by the grace of Lord Shiva. Lord Shiva is the supreme devotee of Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Vaishnava-anam The most exalted Vaishnava is Lord Shiva and those who are actually devotees of Lord Shiva follow Lord Shiva's advice and take shelter at the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. The so-called devotees of Lord Shiva who are simply after material prosperity are in a way deceived by Lord Shiva. He does not actually deceive them because Lord Shiva has no business deceiving people but because the so-called devotees of Lord Shiva want to be deceived, Lord Shiva who is very easily pleased allows them all kinds of material benedictions. These benedictions might ironically result in the destruction of the so-called devotees. For instance, Ravana took all material benediction from Lord Shiva, but the result was that he was ultimately destroyed with his family, kingdom and everything else because he misused Lord Shiva's benediction. Because of his material power, he became very proud and puffed up so that he dared kidnap the wife of Lord Ramachandra. In this way, he was ruined. To get material benedictions from Lord Shiva is not difficult, but actually these are not benedictions. The Prachetas received benediction from Lord Shiva and as a result they attained the shelter of the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. This is real benediction. The gopis also worship Lord Shiva in Vrindavan and the Lord is still staying there as Gopishwara. The gopis, however, prayed that Lord Shiva blessed them by giving them Lord Krishna as their husband. There is no harm in worshipping the demigods provided that one's aim is to return home back to Godhead. Generally, people go to the demigods for material benefit as indicated in Bhagavad Gita 7.20 tam tam those whose minds are distorted by material desires surrender unto demigods and follow the particular rules and regulations of worship according to their own natures. One enamoured with material benefits is called jnana, one who has lost his intelligence. In this connection, it is to be noted that sometimes in revealed scriptures, Lord Shiva is described as being non different from the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The point is that Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu are so intimately connected that there is no difference in opinion. The actual fact is Ekale, Ishwar, Krishna are subbritya. The only Supreme Master is Krishna and all others are his devotees or servants. Chaitanya Charitamrita, Adilila 5.142 This is the real fact, and there is no difference of opinion between Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu in this connection. Nowhere in revealed scripture does Lord Shiva claim to be equal to Lord Vishnu. This is simply the creation of the so-called devotees of Lord Shiva, who claim that Lord Shiva and Lord Vishnu are one. This is strictly forbidden in the Vaishnava Tantra. Yastu Narayanam Devam. (coughs) Actually the full verse is, Yastu Narayanam Devam Brahma Rudra Samatve Naiva vaviksheta sa pashandi If we go to that actual verse there. A person who considers demigods like Brahma and Shiva to be on an equal level with Narayana is to be considered an offender or pashandi. Another meaning of pashandi is atheist. Lord Vishnu, Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma are intimately connected as master and servants. Shiva Virin Chinutam, 11.5.33. Vishnu is honored and offered obeisances by Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. Dheyam sada paribhavagnam doham. Tirthaspadam Shiva Virin Chinutam sharanyam Vrityarthivam pranatapalabhavati potam Vande Mahapurushate Charanaravangam. So this is 11.5.33. My dear Lord, you are the Mahapurusha, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and I worship your lotus feet, which are the only eternal object of meditation. Those feet destroy the embarrassing conditions of material life and freely award the greatest desire of the soul, the attainment of pure love of Godhead. My dear Lord, your lotus feet are the shelter of all holy places and of all saintly authorities in the line of devotional service and are honored by powerful demigods like Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. But, My Lord, you are so kind that you willingly protect all those who simply bow down to you with respect and thus you mercifully relieve all the distress of your servants. In conclusion, my Lord, your lotus feet are actually the suitable boat for crossing over the ocean of birth and death and therefore even Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva seek shelter at your lotus feet. So, this is the beautiful verse. Vishnu is honored and offered obeisances by Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma. To consider that they are all equal is a great offense. They are all equal in the sense that Lord Vishnu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead and all others are His eternal servants. Omagyanati Miranthasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuram Meelitam Yena Dasmai Sri Guravena Maham Sri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Rupa Gadamahyam Dadhati Vandeham Sri Guru Shri Yuta Padakamalam Sri Guru Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunas, Anvitam Tham Sadvaitam Savatutam, Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam, Shri Ratha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita, Shri Vishakan Vitam He Krishna Karuna Sindhodi Navantho Jagatpate, Go Gopika go pika kanta ratha kantanamostute Tatta kanchana Gaurangi rade vrindavaneshvari Vrishabhanusute Devi pranamami hari priye Vanchakal patarupyascha evacha Patitanam Pavane Vaishnavavavayo namostute Vishnu Pardhaya Krishna 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 Bhutale Shrīmate Bhaktivedanta Svāmīniti Nāmiñe Namaste Sāraśvate Devay Gauravāṇi Prachāriñe Nirvishesha Sunyavādi Bhāścātya Deshātāriñe Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prahūnityānanda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasa Gitaura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Rama, Rama, Rama Hare Hare <coughs> So today's verse is 43038 of Srimad Bhagavatam so the Prachetas are praying to the Lord Vishnu and they're saying that by the mercy of Lord Shiva, by his moments association, by short association just for a short time. Um, We were fortunate to attain you. You are the most expert physician capable of treating the incurable disease of material existence. So, it is great fortune, it is actually the greatest fortune that one, get the shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. There is no greater fortune than receiving the benediction of Lord Vishnu's lotus feet. But it is only available to a person who has achieved the mercy of a pure devotee. Chhadiya Vaishnava seva Nistar Keba. So, Narottam Das Thakur says that uh, nobody has ever reached the spiritual world without receiving the mercy of Vaishnava. It is not possible. So here, Lord Shiva himself is the Vaishnava who actually delivered the Prachetas. And this is very different, as you can see in the purport, is very different from the so-called devotees of Lord Shiva, who um, try to get material benedictions from him. See, Bhagavad Gita states, Antavattu Phalam Desham Tad Bhavati Alpamethasam. Antavat. 723. Antavat means, Anta means end. Antavatu Phalam Desham. Whatever Phala, whatever fruit we get from, or benedictions we get from the demigods, they are all temporary, subject to destruction. Men of small intelligence, alpamedhasam. Sumedhasam means very intelligent, alpamedhasam means very less intelligent, very meager intelligence. So men of such small intelligence worship the demigods and their fruits are limited and temporary. Those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods, but my devotees ultimately reach my supreme planet. So there is a difference between worshipping the demigods and worshipping the Supreme Lord. But that is on the basis of, I mean, especially if we worship the demigods for material benefits. But if we worship them for spiritual benefit, then they will be more than glad to give that benediction. Lord Shiva here is a perfect example. What is written there? Whose whose who's phone? Huh? <coughs> you you manage this one because I can't see anything. Anymore. So the um, those who worship the demigods go to the planets of the demigods. And there is a difference between the planets of demigods and Krishna's planet. Golokanam ni nichadham ni devi tasya mahesha haridham asuteshu keshu dete prabhava nichayavi hitascha yena purusham dhamaham gajami. See, there is Golokadham. Golo is Nij- nijadham the the abode of the lord himself and bef- below that there are devi maheshan hari dham and this devi dham is this material world and the demigods planets are all within this devi dham above that is mahesh dham the lord shiva's abode kailash dham which is beyond the material world uh, but not in the Vaikuntha, at the bottom. So of course there is a, a representation of that kailash in the material world also. That's another thing. But his real dham, Sadashiva, is beyond this material world. And then Hari dham, Hari dham is Vaikuntha. And above even Vaikuntha is the Goloka dham. This is the positioning of these planetary systems, different planets and different abodes. Lowest of all is located Devi Dham, mundane world, this material world. Devi, Hyesha, Gunamayi, Mamamaya, Duratya, this Maya, this. Next above it is Mahesh Dham, abode of Mahesh. Above Mahesh Dham is placed Hari Dham, a of Hari. And above them all is located Krishna's own realm named Goloka. I adore the primeval Lord Govinda who has allotted the respective authorities to the rulers of these graded realms. So there are graded gradations of realms or abodes. So when it is said that the worshippers of the demigods go to the planets of the demigods, their the planets are only in the Devidham, far away from I mean, uh, Haridham, Vaikunthadham. Uh, and here there is repeated birth and death. Antavattu Kalamatesham. But the devotees, they go to, they may even, uh, when they meet the demigods or sometimes they even pray to the demigods to achieve the favour of Krishna. Asking their favour to achieve the favour of Krishna. So that is the Vaishnava way of praying to the demigods. Of course, we don't especially worship the demigods. It's forbidden for Vaishnava. But um, whenever there is opportunity, whenever there is some… like there are many temples of the demigods. So, one can always remember the mercy of the demigods, I mean the position of the demigods as servants of Vishnu, Vaishnavas. And we can request their favour so that we can also become devotees. And among them all is Lord Shiva. Now every other demigod usually is not a pure devotee. There are exceptions. Like uh, Surya. Surya is the sun god. It's considered demigod, but actually he is a pure devotee. Uh, because Krishna himself spoke to the sun god and he started the Parampara with him. And Brahma also, in this case, in this universe, he is a pure devotee. Sometimes he is not. Sometimes was a demon. I mean, in the sense that <coughs> here he is pure devotee, but it is said that when we first come to this material world, we come as Brahma. So when we came like that, we were not very you know cooperative, so then we went down all the way to even the worm in the stool so. He is with material desires basically. That's what I'm saying. Say. Not exactly a demon, but a person with material desires. Like Indra, you see, he has a lot of material desires, uh, like that. Ganesh. He it is said that he is always holding the tumuli. I mean, with his tumuli, he is holding the lotus feet of Lord Narasimhadev. So he is a great devotee. <coughs> so like that, and of course, Devi herself. Durga Deva, she herself is a devotee, Vaishnavi Devi, so they are all devotees of Vishnu, but people don't think, why is her name Vaishnavi devi they do Durga Puja, they say, oh she's same as Krishna and everything same, so Shiva is a Vaishnava You know where is you know 12th Kanto, 13th Chapter, 16th verse. Nimnaganam yathaganga devanam yatha vaishnavanam yathashambhu purananam idam tatha. The superlative, the best of all in each category is stated here. Just as the Ganga is the greatest of all rivers, Lord Achyuta, the supreme among deities, and Lord Shambhu or Shiva, the greatest of Vaishnavas, so Srimad Bhagavatam is the greatest of all Puranas. So, Shiva is the greatest Vaishnava. So, his wife is also a great Vaishnavi. So, we can always seek their favour whenever there is some opportunity. Like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he did that. See, this is Srimad Bhagavatam 10.22.4. Gopis were praying to Durga Devi like this. Kathyayani Mahamaye Maha, maha Yoginyadhishwari Nanda Gopa Devi Patim Mekurute Namaha Iti Mantram Japantyastaha Pujam Chakra Kumarikaha Each of the young unmarried girls performed her worship while chanting the following mantra O Goddess Kathyayani, O great potency of the Lord, O possessor of great mystic power and mighty controller of all, Please make the son of Nanda Maharaj my husband. I offer my obeisances unto you. This is their prayer to Durga Deva. Please make Krishna as our husband. Usually they go for praying for a husband, but this is not ordinary husband, Krishna. So this is different. So you can see from the episode of the Prachetas, how Lord Shiva was so merciful and clearly Explain that Lord Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead and urge them to take shelter of Lord Krishna. Lord Vishnu. <clears throat> many 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 places it is said that he the dear the devotees of Lord Vishnu are very, very dear to him, to Lord Shiva. But those who worship Lord Shiva for material benedictions, they're not very dear to Lord Shiva actually. You know, some, and sometimes people say, Oh, Vishnu and Shiva are same. Sometimes Shiva prays to Vishnu, sometimes Vishnu prays to Shiva. They say Rameshwaram, you know, Lord Vishnu, I mean, Lord Ramchandra prayed to Lord Shiva. Lord Ramchandra did not need, need not pray to Lord Shiva. Huh? There is no mention in Valmiki Ramayana that he actually prayed to Lord Shiva. But even if he did pray, even if he did offer respect to Lord Shiva, uh, that is just like um, like Krishna here, he became a driver for Arjuna. So, Arjuna is greater than Krishna, is it? Because Yashoda Maya, she you know, tied him up, so Yeshwada is greater than Krishna. Or Nanda Maharaj's shoes he carried on his head, so Nanda Maharaj is greater than Krishna. Yes, greater than Krishna in the sense of rasa, not according to tatva. According to philosophy, they are not greater. According to rasa, according to their loving mellows, yes, that is a different thing, relationship. Uh, so, Madhbhakta uh, Puja Bhyatika Krishna says that uh, worshipping my devotee is more uh, greater than worshipping me. And in fact, Sundagopal Prabhu was showing this verse the other day. Seven fourteen forty two, Shrimad Bhavadan. Mm-hmm. Nanvas Sebrahmana Rajan, Krishna Sajagatatmana, Punanta Hapa, the Rajasat, Rilokim, Daivatam Mahat. Mm-hmm. Yes, Sri yes, You see, very important verse. My dear King Yudhishthira, the brāhmaṇas, especially those engaged in preaching the glories of the Lord throughout the entire world, are recognized and worshipped by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. You see, the preachers, Vaishnavas, they are worshipped by Krishna, who is the heart and soul of all creation. The brāhmaṇas by their preaching, sanctify the three worlds with the dust of their lotus feet and thus they are worshipable even for Krishna. So, Krishna worships Vaishnavas and He also says, I am not at all independent, only Vaishnavas. You see, Shri Bhagavan Uvacha, Aham bhakta paradhinohi asvatantra evadvija sadhu bir grasthahardayo bhaktair bhaktajanapriyam sadhu bir grasthahardayo He is a, a prisoner. Krishna is a prisoner in the heart of a devotee grasta means, my heart is controlled. In fact, there is a song by Vilvangal Thakur. Vilvangal Thakur, right? Chaurashtakam. Chaurashtakam. And there Krishna, he prays to Krishna. I mean, nice song. Uh, he calls Krishna a great thief that you have stolen butter, you have stolen the Gopi's clothes, you have stolen the miseries of all the devotees, you have stolen their wealth and they are now moving around like beggars. So many, you know, so much stealing you have done. For all your criminals, I will imprison you within my heart. And you are not going to be released. You know, for many, many millions of years. So like that, Vilvamur Thakkar very nicely writes, Chorashtakam song. So, the devotees have that power. Tumar hridaya sada govinda vishraam. Govinda is always in the heart of the devotee. Bhagavad-gita also Krishna says. Let's read this translation. I am completely under the control of my devotees, Lord Vishnu is saying. Indeed, I am not at all independent. Because my devotees are completely devoid of material desires, I sit only within the cores of their hearts. What to speak of my devotee? Even those who are devotees of My devotee are very dear to Me. And 9468, see this one also. Sādhavo mahyam sādhūnām tvaham na nāham manāgapi The pure devotee is always within the core of My heart and I am always in the heart of the pure devotee. My devotee do not... My devotees do not know anything else but Me and I do not know anyone else but them. And here also, Sarvabhuta sthamatmanam sarvabhutani chatmani ikshate yoga yuktatma sarvatrasamadarshanaha. Bhagavad Gita 629. A true yogi observes me in all beings and also sees every being in me. Indeed, self realized person sees me, the same Supreme Lord everywhere, and then Krishna reciprocates that. 630, Yomam Sarvamcha Mai Pranasyami Sachamena Pranasyati For one who sees Me everywhere and sees everything in Me, I am never lost, nor is he ever lost to Me. You see? So Krishna is always um, very close to His devotee. I think this, this verse also says, right? Um, Samoham bhūteshu dveshyostina priyaha ye bhajanti I envy no one, nor am I partial to anyone. I am equal to all, but whoever renders service unto me is uh, in devotion, is a friend, is in me and I am also a friend to him. So, in this way, so when people sometimes say there is no difference between Lord Shiva and Lord Brahma, As Śrīla states in the purport, there is no difference of opinion. There is no disagreement between Lord Shiva and Lord Shiva. And, um, the second offense against the holy name, Shiva Sri Vishnu, um, forget the Sanskrit. It's, yeah. Shivasya Shri Viṣṇor yaiha guna nāmādi sakalam dhiyābhinnam vasyet sakalu harinām ahitakarā. So Shivasya Shri Viṣṇor yaiha guna nāmādi sakalam. So recently we have done um, explanation on the, this, this offence from Harinām Sintāmani uh, and also in, in this, this particular verse. So, Two meanings are there to this. Shivasya Shri sakalam." So, one is that Shivasya, Shiva means auspicious. So, the auspicious Guna and Nama, Adi, of Shri Vishnu. The auspicious name and qualities of Vishnu, if we think of them as separate from Vishnu, they are actually non-different from Vishnu. But if we think they are separate from Vishnu, That is an offence. In our case, our name and our self, we are separate. Because the name is only to this body. We are soul. So we and our name are different. We are not non-different. But in Krishna's case, Krishna and his name are non-different. There is no difference between Krishna's body and soul. He is all soul. (laughs) No material body. So therefore, To consider that Krishna's or Vishnu's name separate from him and his qualities is to consider him as a material person. As if he is under the control of maya. Like we are. That is an offense. That is Mayavad's philosophy. That is one meaning. Just like the demigods are. The demigods, they are like the soul and their name and form, qualities all different. Like you see, when a soul is uh, having dog's body, he is having the quality of dog, but the soul actually does not have that quality. So, he is actually a pure <laughs> servant of Krishna, but he is barking like a dog now. So, these are two different things based on the body. Uh, but uh, Vishnu is not like that, Krishna is not like that, and therefore we are chanting Hare Krishna, we are actually associating with Krishna. So, that is one. And the next is Shiva Sri Vishnu, that means Shiva and Vishnu. This is more tricky to understand. So, Shiva's and Vishnu's qualities and name, etc., if we think of them as separate, that is offence. So, this seems to say that, okay, they are all both same then. Their name, their qualities, everything same. So, Dhyabhinnam means the, to think that Shiva and Vishnu are independent. Shiva's name qualities and uh, etc. and Vishnu's name quality and etc. are all independent. They have no connection with each other. That is that is Bhinnam. So, if you consider Shiva to be independent of Krishna, that is an offence. Actually, Shiva, his name, his qualities, everything are coming from Krishna. So they are not separate, like Prithak Bhava. You know, as a devotee, In the mode of ignorance or goodness or passion we are actually a separatist we are defined as a separatist we are not considered a pure devotee because we have separate interests than the lord's interest whereas a pure devotee has no separate interest from the lord therefore he is called unalloyed devotee the mode of ignorance person he although performs devotional service he is full of you know, envy, anger, and you know, all these things. You know. See, 329.8. Abhisanthaya yohimsam, dambham matsariyamevava, samram bhi bhinna drigbhavam, mai kuriyat satamasa. See, this is bhinna drig. Why I am telling you all this? Because bhinna, dhiya bhinnam. To consider that Shiva is separate, <coughs> something else than Krishna, not derived from Krishna, a separate reality, parallel reality, that is an offence. He has no parallel existence. He is dependent on Krishna. Whereas a devotee, he has his separate interest, And Shiva also has, does not have any separate interests from Vish- Vishnu. That's why he is a pure devotee. Um, whereas a person who is not a pure devotee has separate interests. Bhinnadrik, he cannot be separate from Krishna. He, he, even a non-devotee, his existence is dependent only on Krishna. But bhinna drik, drik means he sees it like that. Trishti. His drik is like that. Bhinna bhava. His interests are separate from the Lord. See, so this is in the mode of ignorance. Let's see. Devotional service executed by a person who is envious, proud, violent and angry and who is a separatist, he is considered to be in the mode of darkness. Tamasik Bhakti, then there is Rajasik Bhakti, Sattvik Bhakti, and then there is Shuddha Bhakti, Shuddha Bhakti. 329, Visayanabhi Sandhaya, Yasha Aishwaryame Vava, Archadavarcha Yadyomam, Prithak Bhavaha Sarajasaha. The worship of deities in the temple by a separatist with a motive for material enjoyment, fame and opulence, is devotion in the mode of passion. So people who come to devotional service, they're not purified immediately. They're on the path of purification, but they still have a lot of baggage of these material modes. So one who is predominantly in the mode of passion, uh, he wants material enjoyment, fame and opulence. He performs deity worship, but he still is having all these desires. He wants to be known as a great devotee, for example. He wants to be known as better than other devotees. So, these kind of, you know, or in the material world, he wants to have prestige. He will put... Nowadays, I am seeing, you know, many devotees, both in the Ritvik and also Guru camp. The, their name will be there and then the qualific, material qualification will be PhD, IIT, Kharagpur, whatever, you know, they will, they will have this... Uh, why? Of course, they will say, Oh, this is using in Krishna's service so that if I say IIT Kharagpur, they will, he will listen to me. If you are from IIT Kharagpur, you talk nonsense, you, nobody will want to listen to you. But if you talk sense, you do, people don't care where you are from. Actually, nobody cares. Recently, there was this Elon Musk. He was saying, I never studied aeronautical engineering in my life. <laughs> and he, he managed to construct a spacecraft, that can go and land back on Earth. Never done before. And he said, I never studied. He said, he also does not believe in these so-called credentials. He said, I I was around people who were aeronautical engineers and I learned. and okay, we had a plan and then we sat together and we made it. Even materially speaking. He is not known as aeronautical PhD something, no. He is known as a SpaceX, you know founder and he constructs these these spacecrafts. So <clears throat> especially in devotional service so if it all depends on what is the qualification, how devotionally qualified a person is, doesn't really matter if he has incidentally out of good fortune some material um, uh, position or some prestigious prestigious position. He can use that to his advantage to preach. That is another thing. Like Arjuna, he was a great... So, that is there. But we don't have to chase material uh, position just to become famous so that we can preach. Prabhupada did not go to America to become American president. He did not stand for presidential elections in America. He went and preached to hippies in the... One of the worst worst places in America, he went. And then eventually by his own spiritual quality, this is called Self-Effulgent. What does Self-Effulgent means? It means he does not need another qualification to qualify him. His qualification in devotional service is is the qualification which will itself manifest. There is no other need. Even if a person is a great person, that is not the reason for being able to preach. No, it is the devotion that is the reason that he preaches. Like George Harrison, oh, people say, oh, he he's a great musician and he could preach, you know. But he, how he could preach without coming in, touch with, coming in touch with Prabhupada? So somebody had to dedicate life, not the Prabhupada, to stand for elections, and then then he became a, like a Gandhi, like political figure, and then started to preach Bhagavad Gita. On the other hand, Gandhi was there, a political figure, not only in India, whole world famous. He never preached the message of Bhagavad Gita. Just did political propaganda. Prabhupada even chastised him mildly, mildly, of course. He said, in fact, he gave a strong warning to him. If you continue, now independence is achieved, you have fought for it, you got it, leave it. Why are you still hanging on to it? Come preach and preach Bhagavad Gita, let's do it. Otherwise, your own countryman will kill you. He said even that one in the letter. And then sure enough, his own countryman killed him. So, just that position does not matter. It is useless. Only the devotion matters. One who is actually connected to a proper guru and gets the knowledge of Krishna, he can preach. So, because this George Harrison, Contacted uh, Prabhupada and there he, song, he sang these songs, and then you know it would become. But it is actually because of Prabhupada's mercy that it went. We failed to recognize that sometimes and give more importance to this material identification. And ours is uh, what is that called? Sarvopadhi vinirmuktam tatparatvena nirmalam <laughs> rishikena rishikesa sevanam bhakti Sarvo Sarva upadhi. We have to get out of this upadhi. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is saying, Naham Varni, you know, Naham Vipro Nacanarapathir. Na he is saying, I am none of these... Uh, what is that? I have no position, all these upadhi I, I relinquish. Naham Vipro Nacanarapathir, Nabi Vaisho Na shudra. Naham Varni, Nacagriha Patir, Novanastho Yatirva Kintu Pradyan Nikhilaparamananda Purnamrita Udher Gopi Bhartu Badaka Malayor Dasa Dasa I am not Brahmana Kshatriya, Vaishya, Sudra, Brahmachari, Grahastha, Vanaprasa, Sanyasi. I identify myself only as the servant of the servant of the servant of the lotus feet of Lord Sri Krishna, the maintainer of the gopis. He is like an ocean of nectar. And he is the cause of universal transcendental bliss, he is always existing with brilliance. So, this is our Upadhi. This is this is real upadhi, this is true ego. Everything else is false ego. Of course, as a matter of status, one may be known as a brahmacharya or brastavana prasasanyas. That is varna, and that is all related to Krishna. Um, <clears throat> And some nowadays they are having new uh, upajis, some uh, devotees, so-called devotees. Life coach. You are not a coach, you are poaching. You are not coaching. <laughs> you're poaching. You see, poaching means they will they will unnecessarily kill that animal and take away something from that. Some ivory, some tusk, something. And these people... So-called coaches—they are poaching. They are killing those people. Spirit, their spiritual lives. Whoever doesn't take advantage of this human life and make make it perfect, he is committing suicide. He is, and if somebody does that to another person, he is killing him spiritually. So this is poaching, is you not know, coaching. So that is this is I am not just. I am saying, you know. This is stated in the book. Nirdeham sulabham sudullabham plavam sukalpam guru karnatharam mayanukulena nabhasvateritam puman bhavadhyam nataretsa atmaha This atmaha means Su- suicide, the one who commits suicide. The human body which can award all benefit in life is automatically obtained by the laws of nature, although it is very rare achievement. This human body can be compared to a perfectly constructed boat having the spiritual master as the captain and the instructions of the personality of Godhead as favorable winds impelling it on its course. Considering all these advantages, a human being who does not utilize his human life to cross the ocean of material existence must be considered the killer of his own soul. Shrimad Bhagavatam 120 17. Now, if we three if you see this uh, Ishapanishad mantra three, Asuriyana Mate Loka, Andhena, Tamasavrtaha, Tamste, Pretya, Viga Yeke, Chatmahano, Janaha. The killers of the soul. These are the killers of the soul. Who what is the how can you kill the soul? Soul cannot be killed. What is the meaning of killer of a soul? That means to work for the detriment of the soul's actual self-interest, actual interest. That is killer of the soul. And keep the soul in this material world, in the cycle of birth and death, not giving the soul eternal, immortal life, which actually belongs to the soul. So that is ātmahana. And that is all. actually the real meaning of violence. You will go there. You see, the killers of the soul. The killer of the soul, whoever he may be, must enter into the planets, known as the worlds of the faithless, full of darkness and ignorance. Now there are of course two meanings to this, one who kills animals and kills human beings, the body of the thing. Because Atma can also mean body. Atma has different meanings according to the context. Atma can mean body, mind, intelligence and soul also. So, those who killers of the body, yes, They also go to hell. But the the most, uh, I mean the worst violence is to misdirect. Of all violences, the most violent is the misdirection. Misdirecting the souls to, uh, uh, what is that? Painful path. Not allowing them to go back to Godhead. So, regarding this, there is this explanation by uh, Mr. Prabhupada here. Yeah. Jiva Himsa. Means, ahimsa means non violence, Himsa means violence. So, what is violence? To do harm to others. Sometimes uh, people say, No, I know, I don't want to be too religious. I, as long as we do good, it's okay, no? No, it's not okay because you are not doing good. Let's see what is good and what is bad first of all. Without knowing good, what can you do good? Huh? All this is simply some useless talk. Okay, here in the purport, there is very nicely mentioned, it's a long purport, very, very, very important purport in fact, but we will, um, oh, it's already Jiva Himsa, envy of other living entities, actually means stopping the preaching of Krishna consciousness. This is the actual meaning of Jiva Himsa. Preaching work is described as paropaka, welfare activity for others. Those who are ignorant of the benefits of devotional service must be educated by preaching. If one stops preaching and simply sits down in a solitary place, he is engaging in material activity. See, if we, in government uh, law, if you don't, especially here, some countries i don't know but in many countries if you don't send the child to school you are you'll be punished by law because you are doing a disservice to your child they are materially calculating what about spiritual it is actually a crime not to educate the child in krishna consciousness so preaching i mean not only children for praja for a king he is like the father of the entire kingdom he has to take care of everybody, bhirakshana. this is the, what is that, duty of a king. Just like if a parent protects a child, the king must protect his citizens. That is one of the duties of Kshatriya. And that protection means to engage them in Krishna conscious activities. This is explained by Viraragva Acharya. I uh, will show you this verse. So, but if we don't do this, this is Jeeva Himsa. So, let's show a See, this is in Parashwar Smriti. Actually, 1.61, if I'm not wrong. Kshatriyohi prajarakshan Kshastrapanih pradandayan Kshatriyohi Nirjitya para dharmena dharmenapalayat prajarakshan. Okay, remember remember these two words. Prajarakshan. Now, the Kshatriya's duty is to protect the citizens from all kinds of difficulties, material and spiritual, both. And for that reason, he has to apply violence in suitable cases for law and order. Therefore, he has to conquer the soldiers of inimical kings, and thus with religious principles, he should rule over the world. So, usually, uh, they used to have defense. They used to also have Sanya, Sena, army. And they used to defend themselves against other kings, unscrupulous kings. But sometimes, they also occupy other kingdoms. But not just for increasing my kingdom size. No. They have king, they used to have spies in other countries. That is normal for every, even now. They will have spies in other countries. So they will sometimes no need to have any spy because trade will happen and people will be going here and there. And if, if this religious king, if he finds out that in another kingdom there is irreligion going on. So first of all, there will be talks, diplomatic talks. Okay, why this is not being done, or something like this. So there will be discussions and you know sadhus will be there to advise, yes, yes, it should be done like this, why you're not doing. You know, these yagna should be done, or temples must be constructed. You see, if some people are just committing crimes. You are not engaging. Them. So, the full, you know, the whole focus is not economic growth. Oh, our economy is falling, graph is going down. So, let us do something to increase economy. Economy will automatically happen. Economy is that the will krishi, goraksha, and then those products and other products, vanisham trade will happen. That is enough sustenance. But the most important activity of the government was to see that everybody is religiously inclined and not just inclined. They are actually practicing according to their varna and Ashram. That was the real concern of governments and discussions and all these board meetings. Not like nowadays, just like, you know, what nonsense is, you know. So, when all talks fail, everything fails, like, you know, even Pandavas and Kauravas, They made so many diplomatic talks. They tried to, you know, uh, make the Kauravas relent, but no, they were unrelenting. Okay, war. Final was war. So, a king would actually attack the other kingdom, but not like killing the civilians, no. They… he will challenge the Kshatriya, okay, war. Then they will have it that designated place for war outside the city and they will fight. And whoever wins, he will. So, attack used to happen for that reason. And then, this king will take over that kingdom and rule that according to religious principles. Now, uh, in this verse, this Prajarakshan is mentioned. You see here, Prachinabarhi rajarshi Praja Sargabhirakshane. You see this word again, Praja. Praja bhirakshane Abhirakshana, praja. Adi-shabutraan agamat, tapase kapilashramam. Okay, this. <clears throat> in the presence of his ministers, the saintly king Parachinabhar, he left orders for his sons to protect the citizens. He then left home and went off to undergo austerities in a holy place known as Kapilashram. And the purport, the word praja sarga is very important in this verse. Um, okay, this is. According to Veeraghavacharya, <coughs> such protection means organizing the citizens into the specific divisions of the four Varnas and four Ashramas. It was the responsibility of the royal order to see that the citizens were following the regulative principles of the four Varnas namely Brahmanak, Kshatriya, Vaishya and Shudra and the Ashramas namely Brahmacharya, Brahastha, Vanaprasa, Prasasanyas. It is very difficult to rule citizens in a kingdom without organizing this Varnashram Dharma. To rule the mass of citizens in a state and keep them in a complete Progressive order is not possible simply by passing laws every year in a legislative assembly. The Varnashram Dharma is essential in a good government. One class of men, the Brahmanas must be intelligent and Brahmanically qualified, others Kshatriyas, administrative work, and then Vaishyas in mercantile business and Shudras for labor. These four classes of men are already there according to nature, but it is the government's duty to see that all four of these classes follow the principles of their varnas methodically. This is called Abhirakshana or protection. Nowadays, the education is only producing sudras. How to get employed and work? A too much supply of sudras, and then the jobs for sudras are reducing because machines are coming. They say, "Oh, now unemployment, you know, big problem." But this unemployment problem will not be there because there's too much vacancy for the other three, especially the brahmanas and proper kshatriyas. Uh, too much vacancy, and people who are Otherwise supposed to have been Brahmanas, they are working as Shudras now and competing with Shudras. And of course because they will have some intelligence, so the the poor Shudras who are others, I mean they actually are supposed to be Shudras, they will be out of job. And the so-called Brahmanas who are supposed to be using the intelligence to study Vedas and preach, they are using all their intelligence in doing technology and all these things. Many Indians are now CEOs of big, big tech companies. And not only CEO's, the entire workforce almost is Indian. And they are creating robots, so that they can displace some more Shudras. (laughs) They are creating AI, Artificial Intelligence, so that there will be more Shudras. Uh, I mean, the Shudras will be even more unemployed. So, it's a very imbalanced way of doing it. So, the whole purpose is lost. They don't know what to do actually. They want to advance the technology but they see that our technology is causing this problem. Uh, let's see what to do, you know, they are coming up with other. The whole point is economic. They are now coming up with another scheme which will, we will see in another 10 years. In the next decade, until 2030, it will be a common word in uh, everybody's life. UBI. I think nobody has even heard of it. UBI universal basic income this is nobody has heard even now but it is already in there it is is coming out and it will be a common word by 2030 what is that because they are saying that there will be driverless cars so all the truck drivers and car driver taxi driver all gone so so many jobs will be displaced by machines even in manufacturing and process industries so all these people will be unemployed so how how will they survive? So they are coming up with this concept of universal basic income. Every person in the world will get this universal basic income from the government. Sounds nice, right? Wow. Without working, yeah, without working you will get. That is a point. But if you want to work another job, you can work. So apart from UBI, you will also get you know that income. So but UBI for basic necessities, not like too much basic necessities will be covered, that kind of thing. Now, the problem with this is that they will control and it will be done through digital currency, cryptocurrency, so that it is programmable. There is social scoring. That means, you know, you can write these smart contracts. I don't know if you know cryptocurrency, but in Ethereum, you can write smart contracts. That means if this happens, this is like programming. If this happens, uh, this person will get this much money. If, this, if he does this wrong thing, he will get demerit points. So he will, the UBI will be there some penalty. So, depending on what you will say, if it is against government or something, there will be penalty, and they will track you with your phone, with your wearables and all these things. So you will be complete control. They will be holding you like you know, like a dog, <laughs> and give you whatever food, dog biscuit, you know, if you are, if you are little bit. Uh, It's going to come. Now digital currency is, um, what is that? (laughs) Decentralized. When it becomes centralized, they call it CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. Every government will have. And then they will impose all these things. So this is how they are trying to solve the problem of the so-called mechanization of of civilization. By keeping them, they cannot talk, they cannot think. Everything we will do for you. You just follow. Even if you don't agree, you don't, you don't uh, go against. And people, you see Prabhupada already told this in 1970, I mean 1960s, 70s, right? That we have to have self-sustaining farm communities, not dependent on this, this this urban kind of civilization, Maya civilization. And now even people are saying, those who are against this system that is going to come, they are saying we should have self-sustaining farms. Prabhupada is such a visionary. 50, 60 years back, he already told this. And it's going to become worse. Bhagavatam says, right? Dasyu, what is that? Rajasan, what is that? 12, 440, right? 12, 240. Is this the one? 12, 140. Right? Ah. 12140. Let's see. Stri Balago, Stri Balago, which Paradara, Dhana, Dritaha, Uditasta, Mitapraya, Alpa, Satvalpaka, Yushaha, Asamskritaha, Kriahina, Rajasatamasa, Vritaha, prajāste Bhakshayishyanti Mlecha, Rajanyarubinaha. You see here. These barbarians in the guise of kings. See, this is our Kali Yuga. These barbarians in the guise of kings will devour the citizens, citizenry, murdering innocent women, children, cows and Brahmanas and coveting the wives and property of other men. They will be erratic in their moods, have very little strength of character and be very short-lived. Indeed, not purified by any Vedic rituals and lacking in the practice of regulatory principles, they will be completely covered by the modes of passion and ignorance. And um, I think there is uh, the citizens governed by these low class kings will imitate their the character, behavior, and speech of their rulers. Harassed by their leaders and by each other, they will all suffer ruination. Kalyuga. There's this. Uh, what is that? They run to the forest. Flee to the forest. Ah, this is twelve to eight. Praja LUDHAY RAJANYAIR NIRGRAHANAIR DASYUDHARMABHIH AACHINNA DARA DRAVINA YASYANTI GIRIKANANAM YASYANTI GIRIKANANAM Giri means mountain, Kanam means forest. Losing their wives and properties to such avaricious and merciless rulers who will behave no better than ordinary thieves, the citizens will flee to the mountains and forests. And people are talking about going and, you know, running away from cities now for what is to come. They're saying we have to run away from cities and have self-sustaining communities, growing our own food and, you know, living on our own, not dependent on this system. But it's going to come and the majority, 95% of people will follow it. They will say, okay, never mind, you know, let me get some money, you know, and then their life will be controlled. And they cannot even say that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God. Why would I get paid for not talking about Krishna? It's gonna become more and more difficult, you know, as Kalyuga progresses. So anyway, it's a, it's a bit of a tangent to the topic. But you see we have we have to be we have to have full faith in what Śrīla Prabhupada has given us. Just like Prachetas had full faith in Lord Shiva and they they got the mercy of Vishnu. So we have to have full faith in what Srila Prabhupada has given us and then follow the instruction. Uh, whatever he has said, it may look, oh, farms, yeah, I don't know farming, you know. Yeah, but we have to know, for example. We have to learn, because that's a life skill. Right? So, anyway, now we are used to, I, I don't even know how many plants are grown, honestly. Grown entirely in city. Zero connection, I only know that shop you can get these vegetables, that's all. No idea how they grow in the ground. (laughs) This is the kind of civilization we are in now. Farming for them means go to the supermarket and get the vegetables. That is farming. Mm. So, people don't know what is actually, how how things are produced. So, anyway, so we have to take this seriously. So, any questions and comments on this topic? is is this Devi Tham in the material world itself? It is the material world. The material world is called Devi Tham. So, okay. Thank you very much.